So my name is Leah Turner, and my work seeks to broaden participation in the geosciences. Hello, my name is Andrew Gary, and welcome to Seismic Sound Off In-Depth Conversations in Applied Geophysics. In the final episode for 2022, I talked with Geoforce Program Director Dr. Leah Turner about building the pipeline for the next generation of geoscientists. Geoforce Texas is a free K-12 outreach program designed to increase the number and diversity of students pursuing STEM degrees and careers. Each summer, Geoforce Texas takes over 300 high school students on spectacular geological field trips in Texas and throughout the United States. Taught by university faculty, research scientists, and area educators, and mentored by professional geologists from industry partners, the trips engage and empower students by exposing them to something completely different than their home and school environment. In August of this year at IMAGE, Geoforce received the 2022 Special Commendation Award. In this conversation, Leah highlights why this program is necessary and the benefits of expanding the geoscience talent base. She also discusses how geoscientists and educators outside Texas can best utilize this program. You will want to hear about Geoforce and how you can help get the next generation excited about geophysics. If you would like to learn more about working directly with Geoforce in summer 2023, visit seg.org podcast to learn how to apply to the program. Applications are due January 3rd, 2023. Let's get to my conversation with Leah Turner. So Leah, you are a part of the Geoforce program and that recently received the 2022 Special Commendation Award at Image. So let's let's start with the basics here. What is Geoforce? Thank you. So Geoforce Texas is a youth diversity outreach program. We focus on the development and introducing geosciences to diverse populations from underrepresented and historically marginalized communities in Southwest Texas, Houston, and Austin. We take out about 13 cohorts each summer. They have one week long field courses We've also transitioned to be more inclusive and provide an accessible remote academy, which is wonderful. And we really focus on introducing geosciences to youth, high school youth, in a really creative, innovative, and inclusive way. Absolutely for free. Yeah, that's pretty incredible there. And as you mentioned, it, it is a high school program and it, and it goes through all four years of, of someone in high school. Could you walk us through sort of the different places participants will get to explore over those four years? Sure. So recruitment happens in eighth grade. So our coordinators will go into eighth grade middle schools and recruit participants. Uh, After selection, you'll be in a cohort of about 42 of your peers. And we travel to, to really incredible places around the U.S. So the ninth grade year, we actually follow a sediment. So you will start essentially at Enchanted Rock in Austin. And then you'll travel all the way down to the Texas Gulf Coast. We visit places like estuaries and conservation areas. Uh, We go through Matagorda Bay, Corpus Christi, and we land in Galveston. And that completes our trip for the ninth grade. Tenth grade, we fly to Las Vegas. We travel in and throughout Utah, up through Arizona, 
And then uh, we are, we visit the Grand Canyon and then we fly out of Phoenix, Arizona. Our 11th grade program takes students to Portland, Oregon. We go up into Washington. Uh, We visit places like Mount St. Helens and back down to places like Crater Lake and then up the Pacific Coast, which is really beautiful. And their 12th grade year, we bring them back to campus to the University of Texas at Austin. We are partnering with five research scientists at the Jackson School, uh, both of Bureau of Economic Geology, the University of Texas Institute of Geophysics, and then also at the Department of Geological Sciences. And those researchers will give the high school students projects to execute over that week-long period that they're with us in the summer. We stay on campus, uh, they collect data, and they present their research in front of judges and their loved ones, their family members um, and their guardians at a very celebratory kind of session or event at the end. It's really wonderful. Um, those top performers from the from that experience get to present their research again at the American Geophysical Union fall meeting. This year we will go to Chicago and we'll leave here in a few weeks. And my mind is just blown. I, I, this is uh, not the correct response, really, but I feel like my mouth is watering just here, listening to all of these amazing places these students and participants get to go. Let's sort of uh, take another step back. This program is focused on high schoolers as well as a diverse group of individuals, especially in this program. Why is GeoForce necessary? Yeah, this is a great question. So geosciences is one of the least diverse of all of the STEM fields. And if we are being very honest with ourselves, we could use whatever model we want to look at but just business model on its face, if we don't begin to increase the perspectives, and by that, I mean, increase the amount of individuals from different areas, from different backgrounds, from different cultures, and really bring all perspectives to the science and to the research, we are going to fail at exploring all of the possibilities and really broadening what we can do. And by we, I mean the world. So if we fail to bring diversity to the table while we're researching geosciences or the like, we won't really be able to hit on all of the aspects that could contribute to really creative and innovative research. This is why GeoForce is necessary. We are introducing students at the high school level to geoscience because it's not required in a lot of high schools in Texas and in the U.S., So uh, biology, chemistry, physics, mathematics, those are the courses that are typically required. Um, And as you go into some of the smaller communities in Texas, um, you get more limited resources. And so a program like GeoForce will close that gap. We take students on these incredible field experiences to share with them what geoscience is, um, what earth science is, and what other field, STEM fields are, in hopes that they will grow an affinity for that and help diversify the field so that we can really come up with creative and innovative solutions to some of the world's problems. I love hearing the passion in your voice about this program. 
and and we will get to those challenges. I do want to just give you a, a chance really to brag about this program and its success. I know when I saw some of these statistics, it kind of it just took my breath away. So could you share just some of the recent statistics regarding the participants and the graduates of GeoForce? Yeah, sure. So very happy to report with excellent recruiting processes, we are able to include a population that is demographically diverse. So over 80% of our students are from racially and ethnically um, underserved and underrepresented, historically marginalized backgrounds. About 21% of those students are first-generation students. Uh, We have 64% of our students from last year are female also that are, and, and females are underrepresented in the geoscience as well. We have a really great system of tracking students into their undergrad years and then on through their early professional careers. We've supported over 1,600 students um, during the program so far. Uh, students from our program or alumni uh, have earned about 170 associate degrees. They've acquired 695 bachelor's degrees. We have 83 bachelor's degrees in the geosciences, which is incredible. 52% of those 83 degrees that are earned are from females, and 67 of those 83 uh, bachelor's degrees are earned by underrepresented, what NSF would say is underrepresented minorities. We have 287 degrees in STEM fields, which is incredible. Uh, over 50% of our students from 2021 decided to major in in STEM. And yes, we focus on geosciences, but I don't believe that any STEM field is, is falling short uh, because really really the diversification and the intersectionality of all STEM fields will be will be what this this world needs to solve all of our problems. So 101 master's degrees, which we're so excited about, 18 of those are in geosciences. And we actually have a few professional degrees and, and um, we have 14 professional degrees, uh, none yet from the geosciences, but we have about three doctors, three pharmacists, four physical therapists, and four lawyers. How long has this program been running? 2005. So we are going strong about 18 years. That is impressive. You know, you were talking about you work with them through high school and and then they have all these amazing successes in college. But what particular higher educations do these underserved populations face when when they get on into college? Sure. So... So underserved and underrepresented students at the higher, at the level of higher education, um, they're up against a few challenges. As you mentioned, um, accessibility is, is one of them, whether that comes in terms of affordability or just knowing where they can go or having access to, to the right application materials to get into to college. So, so that's some things that they're up against. Also, I did a lot of research on first-generation students. That's a whole nother level of discovery for them. Having no parents that have, or guardians that have been through that process, it's challenging. How do we fill out the FAFSA? Where do I apply? Um, what do I need? There are students in foster care and some other, um, and, and some other students that are applying for application for financial aid, government financial aid or federal financial aid um, that are having some really big challenges. And the simple fact that 
information <laughs> is a huge barrier for them to fill out some of those forms um, and get that access and create ultimate affordability for themselves. Also fit, you know, it won't always be the best institution for you won't always be the one that's next door. So the GeoForce program tries to introduce students to other universities as well. So we go to the University of Arizona and we visit um, Texas A&M University Galveston when we are there for the ninth grade. They actually stay on their campus in their dorms. So going from, you know, an experience like TAMU Galveston, which is relatively smaller to in the ninth grade, to an experience like University of Texas at Austin, which is relatively bigger, their 12th grade year where they stay on campus, we get to show them what institutions and colleges look like and share with them a little bit about, um, you know, what is a Hispanic serving institution? Um, what is a PWI? Why do people value research one institutions? So all of that goes into our curriculum and our programming for the GeoForce Texas program. Yeah, I can imagine just how easily overwhelming that could be. I'm 15 years out of college and haven't thought about filling out forms like that in so long. Uh, I, I I can only imagine what it's like now. You mentioned earlier in one of those questions, the challenges in working in these STEM fields with these populations. Let's get a little bit more specific there. What are some challenges in, in creating a more diverse and equitable STEM field for this next generation? Sure. So there are barriers. And I, I think namely one of them that is persistent when I think about the leadership of the GeoForce Texas program is the lack of mentorship and then also the the lack of opportunity in understanding the day-to-day functions of what a geoscientist would do in their career. So oftentimes when programs Uh, provide curriculum instruction for students. It can be inclusive, um, it can be equitable, but sometimes it it may not be exploratory in ways of, or holistic. So yes, this is is an outcrop. Here's what we're looking at. But the, the one unique component of the GeoForce Texas program is that we include professional mentors on each of our experiences who from a very personal level can speak to the students about what that concept is, why it's relevant, and how they use it in a day-to-day function. With that type of interaction from instructor to student We have peer mentors on the experiences, also known as counselors, who may major in geoscience or another STEM field. And then those professional mentors and their comments and their suggestions and their engagement, um, it makes geoscience a very relative and realistic field for students. Um, It also gives students an opportunity to to engage with mentors into perpetuity, right? So instead of wondering, hey, how am I ever going to use geosciences that I that I learned about at the geo at the GeoForce Texas um, experience, I can actually um, lean on and call on a professional mentor or a very close near peer mentor who can explain that to me. Yeah, I can imagine that's very powerful for those students and an amazing thing for the mentors to be able to do as well. What are a couple of your favorite success stories of GeoForce? 
Oh, my favorite success stories. We have so many. Um, I almost forget where, where I would start with these. So I met Isaac Ruiz as he was graduating with his master's degree from the University of Texas at Austin, uh, Jackson School of Geosciences. At that meeting, he was signing his um, intent to work for Repsol. And also at that meeting, Repsol was coming on to the Geoforce Texas program as a corporate sponsor. And so from then, uh, we kept we kept in touch. Isaac has been a genuine supporter and has been completely engaged through our Geoforce Families capacity programming, um, really kind of sharing geosciences with not only students, but then also, also their families and guardians. That's really important. And he's he's always been a person that says yes at, to Geoforce Texas and to us whenever he's called to engage. And so in 2022, uh, we had an opportunity to recognize him as the Geoforce Alumni Hall of Famer. And he also presented uh, a keynote talk at our 12th grade Geoforce Texas Senior Recognition and Awards Ceremony, where he also was a judge uh, and and was able to see some of the 12th graders' presentations and projects. Um, He's such a wonderful individual. And if you could hear his story and his appreciation for Geoforce Texas and what this program's done for him, um, it really is a testimony to the work that we do, um, the effort that we put in, and the outcome. And, And he's genuinely an alumni that we appreciate and support fully. So yes, Isaac Ruiz. That's incredible to say you're in the Hall of Fame of something. That's that's just awesome. <laughs> you know, this program is based in Texas. How could geoscientists and educators outside Texas kind of utilize the work that you are doing? Yeah, sure. That's a great question. And it's something that I've considered recently. And it's a question that we get all of the time, to be completely honest. A few things that I can mention Geoforce Texas is a very expensive program. We utilize the collective impact model as opposed to just a grant. We have grants and foundation support. We have we have institutional support from the University of Texas at Austin. We have support from our corporate sponsors. So this program brings in one point Well, this program and operating budget is about $1.3 million per year. Uh, And so it's tricky when we start to talk about who can benefit and capitalize and who can collaborate with us to make sure that they share that with others. We, We want to be able to do that. And we are in the processes of trying to find what are the standard operating processes? What what makes Geoforce successful? What is success? And so this is, I guess, a bit ahead of, of, of things, but our next steps at the at the Jackson School and for the Geoforce Texas program is to assemble, which we already have, a team of collaborators from psychology, education, statistics, geoscience, higher education, into a a team to assess what it is about Geoforce Texas that, that makes it work 
that encourages students, that potentially discourages students? How do we know that? Um, There is a lack of genuine assessment and data collected about what I would call a bridge program, programs from high school to to undergraduate level um, in the STEM fields. And it's our responsibility to find out what it is about our program that works and what does not work so that we can publish this data, have it have it available for those around us who would like to create similar programs or sister programs. And so that's kind of our next steps. It's a very humble approach to take. That's wonderful that Geoforce is thinking that way. Would you reflect on your own career success? Did you have something like Geoforce to help help you on your way? That question's great, but no. I would say that there was a group of similar experiences for me that helped support me to where I am now. Uh, A little bit about myself. If I were to self-identify, I am a Black female. I am a first-generation college student. I am biracial. I am from a lower socioeconomic status, and I have a single mother. So if we are taking all of those factors into consideration, essentially, I should not have graduated with a, you know, a PhD in higher education and now working at the University of Texas at Austin. And so although there was no program like Geoforce Texas, I very strongly believe in the support system that we provide for students like myself and, and, and others. This world is harsh And we need some type of educational support system for students so that they have a little guidance and a little bit of of support to get from where they are to where they want to go. What would be a good first step for someone looking to encourage a young person in their own life to explore a STEM field? Sure. So I love the question, but I also would challenge it a bit to say this world needs yes students entering STEM fields. But more than that, I believe that this world, in order to to solve all of the challenges that we face, really need students to explore what they like and what they fit into and what they are good at and what makes them tick, what, what gets them up in the morning. It's so, so important that you find the right fit for your career And that's what I would encourage adults to do with youth today. See where students fit. Take the time to work with them to find out what that is. And essentially, that's what Geoforce Texas is doing. Uh, We will recruit students. It has to be off of a a small interest. But if you're willing to fill out that, that application, then we are absolutely willing to share some of the the wonders of uh, geological sites uh, and field stops and and outcrops with you, um, whether that be in Arizona or Utah or the Texas Gulf Coast or the Pacific Northwest, in hopes that taking that time and investing in young students will open up an interest. And, uh, And if it doesn't, that is absolutely okay. Um, We still, we will still support you if you are an art major. And honestly, the world needs all of us. 
You almost need a, a GeoForce franchise for all the other <laughs> uh, fields yes. one could yeah, possibly right? go into. Yeah, that's that's great. I, that's a, a great answer to that question there. We're going to end on this last question. What principal teaching or point of view has helped you succeed in your field? Oh, this is great. And, and it's something that, you know, I don't have to think long about. One of my favorite qu- quotes is, um, teamwork makes the dream work. And it's so relative to everything. Um, it's relative to this program in that we don't just support students. We recruit faculty members, research scientists, teachers, professional mentors, industry, corporate sponsors. Uh, We recruit undergrads, graduates. Uh, We recruit students, staff members, parents. Um, It takes everyone, everyone to support youth uh, in the development of what they want to do most. And so if I put that into you know, what theory or, or methodology or what, what, what quote do I live by? It would probably be that one in that it's going to take this whole world to really support the development of, of our youth. And I hope that we are all up to that challenge. Well, that's a wonderful word to leave it on. Leah, it's, uh, it's an honor to talk to you about this program. And, and thank you for speaking so eloquently about it and for dealing with a few technical difficulties along the way. Certainly, Andrew. It was a pleasure. Thanks for reaching out. We really appreciate you. SCG produces Seismic Sound Off to benefit its members, the scientific community, and inform the public on the value of geophysics. To show your support for this show, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Simply go to Seismic Sound Off on Apple Podcasts and Spotify on your phone. It takes less than five seconds to leave a five-star rating and is the number one action you can take to show your appreciation for this free resource. And follow the podcast while you are on the app to be notified when each new episode releases. Original music created by Zach Bridges. This episode was hosted, edited, and produced by me, Andrew Gary at 51 Features. The SEG podcast team is Jennifer Cobb, Kathy Gamble, and Ali McGinnis. Thank you for listening. This is Seismic Sound Off, signaling off.